Al-Bashir, your source of Islamic literature, presents the lives of the prophets, part two. Now things were getting a little bit difficult on Fir'aun because this embarrassing event happened in front of all of the people of Egypt. So the evil advisors of Fir'aun came to him and said, you need to do something. You can't let things get out of control. And these are the parasites living under Fir'aun who are benefiting from the situation, benefiting from the status quo. Because these oppressive leaders, they don't exist in a vacuum. Al-Zalama, the oppressors, these kings, they don't live in a vacuum. They have, they have an underlying power under them. They have chiefs, al-Mala. They have advisors, they have a government. They have people who are serving them and helping them. Otherwise, they can't exist alone. And Fir'aun, even though he claimed to be God and he claimed to be the owner of Egypt, nevertheless, he still had to depend on these people under him. And these were parasites who are benefiting financially and benefiting from the positions they are getting under the leadership of Fir'aun. So they are looking for their benefit also. The chiefs of Fir'aun said, the chiefs of Fir'aun's people said, will you leave Musa and his people to spread mischief in the land and to abandon you and your gods? Are you going to let this happen? Are you going to let this go? So they pushed Fir'aun, so he said, He said, we will kill their sons and we will let their women live and we have irresistible power over them. Didn't Fir'aun issue this order before? When did he issue it? When Musa was born. Bani Israel, when this issue was decreed, Bani Israel, what did they say? Udina min qabli an ta'atina. Bani Israel, they said, we have received harm when you were born and we're receiving harm from you now. All this trouble is because of you. We were, they were, they were killing us in the beginning because of you, because of your birth. That is why our children were killed. And now, our children are killed again. Why? Because of you another time. And this is the nature of the people who are not willing to sacrifice anything for the sake of Allah. People who are already humiliated, they're crushed. And they don't want to move ahead. And they're not willing to give anything. They want victory. They want success. They want position, but they're not willing to pay the price for it. And unfortunately, sometimes, sometimes we're guilty of doing the same thing. How come Islam is not established? How come there is no khilafah? How come there is no... And this person, you find him, he's not doing anything and he's blaming the whole ummah. And he's the only one who's innocent. Well, look at the Muslims, look at the Muslims, and he's speaking about everyone but himself. Why is the problem in Chechnya happening? Why is the problem in Iraq happening? Why is the problem in Palestine happening? Why is it happening in Kashmir? It is because of the faults of me and you. Don't think that the problem of Kashmir is a Kashmiri problem. Or the problem of the Chechens is a Chechen problem. Or the problem of Palestine is a Palestine problem. This is a problem of the Muslim Ummah because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not know these different states and nations. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows one Ummah. One Ummah. So whenever there's a punishment or there's a problem or there's a suffering in one part of the Ummah, it is a suffering for all of us. And we are all held responsible for it. So the problems we are going through now are because of us and we are responsible for solving them. 
قالوا اودينا من قبل ان تاتينا ومن بعد ما جئتنا they said we had suffered troubles before you came to us and since you've came to us but musa told them قال عسى ربكم ان يهلك عدوكم ويستخلفكم في الارض فينظر كيف تعملون It may be that your Lord will destroy your enemy and make you successors on the earth so that he may see how you act. Allah will give you a victory over your enemy and Allah will give you khilafah but you have to you have to go through the sacrifice. That's the natural path to achieve victory. And then Musa told his people in the ayah before قَالَ مُوسَى لِقَوْمِهِ اسْتَعِينُوا بِاللَّهِ وَاصْبِرُوا إِنَّ الْأَرْضَ لِلَّهِ يُورِثُهَا مَنْ يَشَاءُ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ وَالْعَاقِبَةُ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ He said, seek help from Allah and be patient. We have to be patient. Verily the earth is Allah's. He gives it as a heritage to whom he wills of his slave and blessed in the end are al-muttaqeen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent to Musa ayat, signs. How many signs do we already know of up till this moment? Two, which are the, the stick and the hand. The ayat in total were, ten, were nine. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَقَدْ أَخَذْنَا آلَ فِرْعَوْنَ بِالسِّنِينَ وَنَقُصٍ مِّنَ الثَّمَرَاتِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَذَّكَّرُونَ And indeed we punish the people of Pharaoh with years of drought and shortness of fruits that they may remember. So these are another two, which are the uh, drought and the, uh, they don't have any fruits. So now we have four. And then we have another five mentioned in another ayah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sending them ayat. And Allah says whenever we send them a sign, we send them a following sign which is greater than the one before it. So Allah is sending them powerful signs. Why? For them to remember. The stick was not enough. The hand was not enough. So Allah sent on them drought. Drought. They would get no rain. And naqsin min al-thamarat. They would have less fruits. Al-Hasan says these two signs are one. And he would replace another one with al-bahr. He would count the splitting of the sea as one sign. So then we have five left. Okay, now... When these two signs occurred, Fir'aun and his people came to Musa and they told him, can you please ask your Lord to release us from this drought and from this problem? So they sent him a delegation from the government to meet with Musa and tell him, please release us from this problem. Musa made a dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provided them with rain and fruits again. They broke their promise to Musa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَارْسَلْنَا عَلَيْهِمُ الطُّفَانِ The next sign was the flood. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the Nile River flood. So it would flood on the banks, it would cover their fields, and then the water would stick there. So they cannot plant in the fields. The water doesn't want to go anywhere. It was an amazing flood. It's a miracle. The Nile banks, the, the, the Nile River flooded, and the water went over the banks, And then the water stayed right there. It didn't move. So all of the fields were covered. So they cannot plant. So they went to Musa and they said, <laughs> So 
And when the punishment fell on them, they said, O oh Musa, invoke your Lord for us because of his promise to you. If you will remove the punishment for us, we indeed shall believe in you. We will believe in you. And we are going to let the children of Israel go with you. Musa wanted two things. He wanted them to believe and he wanted Pharaoh to release Bani Israel from the slavery. Pharaoh said, I'll give you the two things you want from me. I'm going to believe and I'm going to release the children of Israel with you. Why was Pharaoh saying that? Because he needs, he needs Musa, otherwise his kingdom is going to be lost. They think in their interest. Interest rules. So they went to Musa and they said, please ask Allah, your Lord, to release us from this punishment. And if you do so, we're going to believe in you and we're going to send Bani Israel. Musa made dua to Allah, so the water receded. Now they went to their fields and they started planting again. They said, we don't know who you are, we're not going to believe and we're not going to send Bani Israel. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent on them another sign. After a tufan, wal jarad. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent on them locusts, grasshoppers, locusts. Allah sent on them clouds of locusts that would block the sun. And these clouds would march over their fields and eat anything they find in front of them. They would eat all of the plants and the trees in the field. They would leave them dead. And then they would march on the houses and eat the wood. Miracle from Allah. Destruction that went over Egypt. Clouds of locusts marching over the land of Egypt. Destroying everything. They went to Musa begging, Oh Musa, ask Allah to release us from this punishment. We're going to believe and send Bani Israel with you. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala released that punishment from them. فَإِذَاهُمْ يَنْكُثُونَ they, they broke their promise again. Look at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَقَالُوا مَهْمَا تَأْتِنَا بِهِ مِنْ آيَةٍ لِتَسْحَرَنَا بِهَا فَمَا نَحْنُ لَكَ بِمُؤْنِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, They said whatever ayah you bring us to work therewith with your sorcery, we shall never believe in you. Allah says about these people, if they see every sign, they will not believe. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent on them another sign, which is al-qamil, lice or ticks. Allah sent on them lice and ticks. These insects that bite your body and they suck the blood. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent these insects on them in millions. Millions. Their clothes would be filled inside with lice and ticks. When they would go in their beds, it would be lined up with lice and ticks. Wherever they go, their houses, these ticks are flying around in their houses and over their bodies, their life became terrible and miserable. They couldn't stand it. And who can release them from that? Allah. They went to Musa. Musa made dua. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took away the punishment. They broke their promise again. Subhanallah, look at yani, the insistence on kufr. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent on them another sign. Frogs. One of them would put his clothes on. Frogs would jump on his body. He would open up his mouth to eat. A frog would hop in his mouth. He's eating his food. A frog would land right over it. He goes to bed. He's crushing frogs under him. Frogs, wherever they go, in their, in, it, it says in the tafsir that they would be eating. A group of them would be eating and frogs would jump in their food. They would open their mouths and their mouths would be filled with frogs. They went to Musa, oh Musa, release us from this punishment. Adab, rijz. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala released them from this. فَإِذَا هُمْ يَنْكُثُونَ They broke the promise another time. 
So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then sent on them a dam, blood. Allah alam what the exact punishment was in blood, but some of the Mufassirin say that the people of Fir'aun would go, the people of Egypt would go and take water from the Nile River. By the time they reach home, it is thick blood. They would take water out of their wells. By the time they want to drink it, it is thick blood. Bani Israel would take water from the Nile River and they would drink it as water. They would take water from the wells, it would be water. With the Egyptians and the people of Fir'aun, it would turn into blood. What can they do? They need to drink. They went to Musa and said, release us from this punishment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala released them from this punishment. But that was the last sign that they would receive. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them enough chances. And they committed their kufr with insistence and they have seen all of the signs and they were still on the kufr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Fir'aun after that said, وَنَادَى فِرْعَوْنُ فِي قَوْمِهِ قَالَ يَا قَوْمِ أَلَيْسَ لِي مُلْكُ مِصْرَ وَهَذِهِ الْأَنْهَارُ وَهَذِهِ الْأَنْهَارُ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِي أَفَلَا تُبْصِرُونَ أَمْ أَنَا خَيْرٌ مِنْ هَذَا الَّذِي هُوَ مَهِينٌ وَلَا يَكَادُ يُبِينَ Allah says, and Pharaoh proclaimed among his people saying, O oh my people, is not mine the dominion of Egypt and these rivers flowing underneath me see you not? Am I not better than this man? And he can scarcely express himself clearly. Pharaoh is saying, am I not better than this man who's maheen, who's degraded, who's weak? He's, he's saying this about Musa. He's not even able to speak. He's making fun of the speech of Musa. Because we said Musa had a problem in speaking. Fir'aun was making fun of that. And then look at the standards of Fir'aun. Fir'aun is saying that he is maheen, he is degraded, he is low class. Why? Fir'aun says, Why then are not golden bracelets bestowed on him? Or angels sent along with him? How come Musa does not have any gold bracelets? Look at the standard of thinking of Fir'aun. How come he doesn't have any gold? Why is he poor? Why doesn't he have angels with him? Why does he need to seek assistance from the weak slaves of Bani Israel. That is the way they think. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allahu Akbar, this ayah, we need to understand it. Thus he, Fir'aun, befooled and misled his people and they obeyed him. Fir'aun, misled his people and they obeyed him. Fir'aun treated them with humiliation and they obeyed him. Why? Because they were corrupt people. Any people who would fall into the trap of following a man like Fir'aun are corrupt. Any people who receive the oppression and then they give loyalty to that king or leader are corrupt. How could you give loyalty to a man like Fir'aun who is oppressive? Zalim. That is because of their corruption. If they were not corrupt, they would not agree to live under the dominion, under the, the, the rule of Fir'aun. And this ayah describes a lot. When the leaders belittle the people and treat them with humility, and the people follow them, that's a sign of the corruption. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَمَا آمَنَ لِمُوسَىٰ إِلَّا ذُرِّيَّةٌ مِّن 
قومه على خوف من فرعون وملئهم أن يفتنهم But none believed in Musa except the offspring of his people. Dhurriya means young. Who are the peoples who believed in Musa? The young. There are two tafsirs given of this ayah. Either it is talking about the young of Bani Israel, meaning that the youth of Bani Israel followed Musa but the elders didn't. The other tafsir is that all of Bani Israel followed Musa and some of the youth of the people of Egypt also followed him. And these are the ones who followed Rasulullah and these are the ones who followed the Anbiya. They are the youth. Because the elders, they're already established. They have a business. They have a wife. They have children. They have a job. They're not willing to sacrifice any of that and follow a Nabi. So they're willing to live subdued as long as they will still have the wealth and the family and the kids. And the ones who are willing to sacrifice and go ahead and give to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are the youth. But even though they still had fear that Fir'aun would kill them, this, this regime was unbelievable. I mean, people would hear the name of Fir'aun, their knees would shake. It was a very difficult situation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, uh, Fir'aun was an arrogant tyrant on the earth, and he was indeed one of al-Musrifin. Al-Musrifin are the ones who transgress the bounds. He was powerful, a powerful tyrant. So even these weak, even these youth who followed him, they still had fear from Fir'aun that he might kill them. Sayyidina Musa السلام, was uh, beginning to feel that the end with Fir'aun is soon. He has given him all of the signs which he received from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nevertheless, Fir'aun is still insisting on disbelief. And things were becoming more difficult on Bani Israel. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَقَالَ مُوسَى يَا قَوْمِ إِن كُنْتُمْ آمَنْتُمْ بِاللَّهِ فَعَلَيْهِ تَوَكَّلُوا إِن كُنْتُمْ مُسْلِمِينَ And Moses said, O oh my people, if you have believed in Allah, then put your trust in Him if you are Muslims. He's preparing them. Put your trust in Allah, have tawakkal in Allah. Because Musa knows that this path is a path of difficulty and suffering. So he's telling his people, you need to have tawakkul. And then Israel, they said, They said, in Allah, we put our trust, our Lord. What does this mean? Rabbana la taj'alna fitnatan lil-qawmi Oh Allah, don't make us fitna for the non-believers. The Mufassirin give a few meanings to that. One meaning they say is, don't give the non-believers the ability to make for us fitna in our religion and drive us out of Islam. That's one meaning. So they're asking Allah to give them firmness and sabr so that they would not lose under the oppression of al-zalimin. Another meaning is don't make us the cause of their disbelief. Don't make us the cause of their disbelief. These oppressors or wrongdoers would see that we are weak and poor and enslaved and they would refuse and reject Islam because of that. So don't make us the cause for the disbelief of the disbelievers. And then they said, And save us by your mercy from the disbelieving folks. Musa received wahi from Allah. 
Allah is telling him, mark the houses of Bani Israel. Mark them either with a certain code or sign or have a certain flag on them or it could mean that we need a map of where the houses of Bani Israel are regardless of what it means. The essence of this ayah or the understanding that we get from this ayah is that Musa and Bani Israel, they knew the houses of each other. Whether it is with a certain mark or a flag or they knew the directions, anyway, Somehow they knew Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling Musa, tell your people to mark the houses in some way or another. The tafsir give different meanings to that, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَوْحَيْنَا إِلَىٰ مُوسَىٰ وَأَخِيهِ Allah says, and we inspired Musa and his brother saying, take dwellings for your people in Egypt. This is one order. The another order, the second order that Musa received in this revelation is, وَجَعَلُوا بُيُوتَكُمْ قِبْلَةً وَأَقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةِ Make your houses, turn your houses into masajid. And establish salah. Turn your houses into masajid. What is a masjid? A masjid, the word masjid is from sujood. Masjid is a place where you make a lot of sujood. And that's why our worship places are called masajid, because we make a lot of sujood in them. So this means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling Bani Israel to make their houses centers of worship. Centers of sujood to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَأَقِيمُ الصَّلَاةِ And establish prayer. Why? Because difficult moments are lying ahead. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa if he was facing difficulty, what would he do? He would pray. Whenever Rasulullah sallallahu would be in a difficult situation, he would immediately rush into salah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling Bani Israel, you need to prepare yourselves. And you need to make a lot of sujood. And you need to turn your houses into places of ibadah. And you need to establish salah. وَأَقِيمُ الصَّلَاةِ And then in the end, وَبَشِّرِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ And give the believers the glad tidings. The victory is soon. وَبَشِّرِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Give them the glad tidings. Musa made his dua against Fir'aun. But he did not do it until he exhausted all means possible. He used every possible mean. He was presented with all of our signs, but he disbelieved in them and rejected them. Musa tried everything possible. Soft words, presenting him with nine ayah, one after another. Giving him targheeb and giving him tarheeb, nothing worked with Fir'aun. In the end, when Musa used all possible means, then Musa made the dua against Fir'aun. And what did he say? وَقَالَ مُوسَىٰ رَبَّنَا إِنَّكَ آتَيْتَ فِرْعَوْنَ وَمَلَأَهُ زِينَةً وَأَمْوَالًا فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا رَبَّنَا رَبَّنَا لِيُضِلُّوا عَنْ سَبِيلِكَ Musa said, Oh Allah, you have indeed bestowed on Fir'aun and his chiefs splendor and wealth in this life of this world. Musa is saying, Oh Allah, you have given Fir'aun a lot. And then what did he say? رَبَّنَا لِيُضِلُّوا عَنْ سَبِيلِكَ Musa is saying they're using this wealth to mislead people from your path. This wealth, which is in the hands of Fir'aun, is not used for your sake, but it is used against your religion. رَبَّنَا اطْمِسْ عَلَىٰ أَمْوَالِهِمْ He said, Oh Allah, destroy their wealth. This wealth, which they have, which they are using against Islam and against your religion, O oh Allah, destroy it. 
وَاشْدُدْ عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ and harden their hearts فَلَا يُؤْمِنُوا حَتَّى يَرَوِ الْعَذَابَ الْأَلِيمِ so that they will not believe until they see the painful torment Musa is making dua don't guide Fir'aun oh Allah do not guide him don't make him believe until he sees the punishment and it is too late it's an interesting dua we usually always make dua oh Allah guide Musa over here is making a dua فَلَا يُؤْمِنُوا حَتَّى يَرَوْا الْعَذَابِ الْأَلِيمِ Oh Allah, don't make him believe until he sees the painful punishment in front of his eyes, but then it's too late. This dua was not made in the first year or the second year. This dua was made when Musa reached to the conclusion that there is no hope in Fir'aun. He tried every means possible. And he's making this dua, why? Because he has seen that Fir'aun and, because, and the evil of Fir'aun, it is going to cause the misleading of the believers. So the maslaha, the interest, is in destroying Fir'aun and getting rid of him because he has become a cause of misguidance for the guided. So in the end, Musa, and that's why uh, Musa and Nuh were the two anbiya whom Rasulullah said were strong and were harsh on the non-believers. And then who were the two ones which were uh, mild? Isa and who? And Ibrahim. Isa and Ibrahim. And that's why in one hadith, Rasulullah says uh, that you, Abu Bakr, you are similar to Isa and Ibrahim, and you, Umar, you are similar to Musa and Nuh. Because Nuh has also made a dua, oh Allah, destroy the non-believers. While we know that Sayyidina Isa and Sayyidina Ibrahim, they always were giving another chance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, قَدْ أُجِيبَتْ دَعْوَتْكُمَا Allah said, your dua, the dua of both of you was accepted. The ayah before, who was making the dua? Musa. But in the ayah, the following ayah says, قَالَ قَدْ أُجِيبَتْ دَعْوَتُكُمَا Allah said, verily the invocation of you both is accepted. So why does it say the two of you? The Mufassirin say that Musa was making the dua and Harun was saying, Amin. That's the explanation that the Mufassirin give. Therefore, the dua was actually done by both. Even though Musa was the one who was saying it, but Harun was saying, Amin. And that's why when we are in salah and the Imam is making dua, it is all of us who are making dua together because when you say, Amin, and that's why we say after Al-Fatiha, Ameen. What is the dua in Al-Fatiha that we're saying Ameen for? <laughs> Guide us to the straight path. So all of us say Ameen, which means, oh Allah, accept. <laughs> and we inspired to Musa saying, take away my slaves by night. Verily, you will be pursued. Now you understand why the houses were marked. Because the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Bani Israel to leave will be sudden. So Musa needs to know where the homes of Bani Israel are located so that they can immediately leave when the order of Allah comes. Because Fir'aun was preventing them from leaving. Fir'aun has taken them as slaves and servants. So he does not want to release Bani Israel. One of the, the, the things that Musa has called Fir'aun to from the first meeting that he had with him Send with me the children of Israel, release them. So when the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was revealed for Musa to leave with the children of Israel, it has, they have to have a plan already prepared so that they could leave suddenly without Fir'aun knowing. So the commandment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala came in the form of revelation to Sayyidina Musa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the order to him. An asri bi ibadi. Asri bi'ibadi means leave at night time. So they left at night time, all of them. We don't know exactly how many they were. But the Mufassirin, they say that they were 600,000 uh, fighters 
and then add to that the women and the children and the old. So this was a huge nation. And they say that they have been in Egypt for a little over 400 years. Because the Bani Israel, how did they get into Egypt? With Yusuf, and his brothers, Al-Asbab, his 11 brothers, they lived in Egypt, and they multiplied, and within 400 years, they were a nation of 600,000. So this nation left in night, at night time. The news was conveyed to Fir'aun. His spies, obviously, uh, knew about it. So they told Fir'aun about it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَأَرْسَلَ فِرْعَوْنُ فِي الْمَدَيْنِ حَاشِرِينَ Then Pharaoh sent callers to all cities. إِنَّ هَؤُلَاءِ لَشِرْذِمَةٌ قَلِيلُونَ Verily, these indeed are but a small band. وَإِنَّهُمْ لَنَا لَغَائِضُونَ And verily, they have done what has enraged us. وَإِنَّا لَجَمِيعٌ حَاذِرُونَ But we are all assembled amply for war. Let's look at these ayat. Fir'aun is now mobilizing his army to follow Bani Israel. Bani Israel left. Fir'aun is gathering and collecting his soldiers. And look at what Fir'aun says. These are a small group. That's number one. He said, And they are enraging us. But we are all going to be cautious. Fir'aun, even though he's saying they're a small group, but he's saying that we're going to prepare for this a lot. And we're going to gather all of our army for the purpose. I find that a little bit similar to the situation in the world today. They always say that the Islamic fundamentalists are few. It's not a lot of people. Nevertheless, they're having high-profile meetings all over the world to counter their effect. And you find that the biggest leaders of the world will come together to discuss the children who are throwing rocks in Palestine. Kids who are throwing stones in Palestine you would find the presidents of, and the kings of the world coming and discussing how can we deal with this problem. They say they are a small group, kids, children. Very similar to what Fir'aun did. Even though it's a small group, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts the fear in the hearts of the enemy from the believer. Even if it's a small group. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَأَخْرَجْنَاهُمْ مِنْ جَنَّاتٍ وَعْيُونَ Fir'aun was gathering all of his army. Notice, Fir'aun was gathering not half of it, not 75%, he was gathering all of his army. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَأَخْرَجْنَاهُمْ مِنْ جَنَّاتٍ وَعْيُونَ We expelled them from gardens and springs. Allah was expelling them. Fir'aun was gathering all of his army to follow Musa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted Fir'aun to gather all of his army so that they can all be expelled. وَكُنُوزٍ وَمَقَامٍ كَرِيمٍ Treasures in every kind of honorable place. كَذَلِكَ وَأَوْرَثْنَاهَ بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلٍ Thus we cause the children of Israel to inherit them. فَأَتْبَعُهُمْ مُشْرِقِينَ They followed them at sunrise. Musa and Bani Israel, they left at dark, at night. Fir'aun and his army were ready by the morning. Fir'aun and his army have better equipment, stronger uh, weapons, more powerful weapons, larger army. So they were able to catch up. They were faster than Musa and Bani Israel. Musa and Bani Israel were traveling east. Fir'aun and his army were following them. Musa and Bani Israel, they reached to the Red Sea. So actually, they were moving. And Fir'aun is behind them, following them. And then the army of, or the group of Bani Israel, in the end of the 
army of Bani Israel, let's call it not army, the group of Bani Israel, the ones who are towards the end, they started seeing in the back in the horizon Fir'aun and his army. And they kept on trying to move as fast as they can, but then suddenly the Red Sea was in front of them, so they couldn't move. And now Bani Israel are looking to their back, and they see that Fir'aun is coming closer and closer, and they look to the front, and they find the Red Sea. What was the reaction of Bani Israel? And when the two hosts saw each other, the people of Musa said, we are surely going to be overtaken. The sea is in front of us, Fir'aun is behind us, we're dead. And it is said that there are mountains on the side. There is nowhere we can go. It is said that Musa was towards the end. So Musa and Harun and Yusha bin Nun, they made it all the way to the front, to the sea. And they stood there. Bani Israel are looking at Fir'aun. He's coming closer and closer. And they're putting pressure on Musa. What are you doing? They're going to overtake us. They're going to kill us. The sea is in front of us. Fir'aun is towards our back. Mountains on the side. Musa does not believe all of this. He said, Kalla, no. Allah will guide me. He does not believe what he sees. He does not believe what he hears. But he believes the unseen which he can neither hear or see. The sea is in front of him. The army of Fir'aun is towards his back. Mountains on the side. Where can he go? What can he do? Musa is saying, Kalla, no. I believe Allah. I believe in Allah that he will guide me. Allah has promised me. I believe in the promise of Allah. Fir'aun is closing in and he's getting closer and closer and they can start seeing the individual soldiers of the army of Fir'aun right towards their back and they're putting pressure. Bani Israel are putting pressure on Musa and they're telling him, what are you doing? And imagine the situation of the leadership in that situation. He's telling him, Allah has promised me that he will guide us and they see Fir'aun is catching up on them and he's still telling them, no. I believe in Allah. I don't believe what you're saying and I don't believe that Fir'aun will be able to overtake us. Test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In that difficult moment, that is when the victory of Allah descends. When things become very difficult and people start failing, like what happened with Bani Israel, they failed in this test. It is a test for the believers. And the ones who were able to pass it are Musa and Harun and Yusha bin Nun and some of the other elders and leaders of Bani Israel. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed his order. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, And then we revealed to Musa, Hit the sea with your stick. Musa hit the sea with the stick. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَكَانَ كُلُّ فِرْقٍ كَالطَّوْدِ الْعَظِيمِ the sea split up and every portion was like a huge mountain. Musa in front of his eyes is seeing this water spin up and break into two pieces and then stand up like two huge mountains in front of his eyes and in front of the eyes of Bani Israel. They're seeing another ayah in front of their eyes. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Yabasan, in another ayah in Surah Taha, the bottom, the basin of the sea is wet. It's wet, there's water in it and it's mud. How can they walk on it? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it dry. 
Not only did it split, did the ocean, did the sea split, but also the basin became dry. It said that some wind came and it took all of the moisture away from it, so it was firm. Yabasa, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, dry. Prepared for Musa and Bani Israel. Musa stood and he made all of Bani Israel pass through. And then he was the last one to go. When they reached to the other side, Musa, he hit the sea with his stick because he wanted to close it. He hit the sea with his stick. What, is, what divided the sea? The stick. But is it really the stick that divided the sea? It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the stick. If you take a stick and you hit it with the water, what will happen? You will splash water, you just wet your clothes. It is not the stick that divided the sea. It is the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that divided the sea. So why did Musa have to use the stick? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not give you victory until you do your part. And if the most you could do is hit the water with your stick, then do it. The victory of Allah will not come until you do your part. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants Musa to do his part. And we are complaining that the victory is not here and the reason is because we're not doing our part. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to perform miracles and is going to give his victory to the ones who he loves, to the awliya of Allah. But they need to do their part. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa in the battle of Badr, he put the believers in ranks, he fixed them together, he did everything that is humanly possible and then what did he do? He went on a hill and he started making dua. He did everything that he can do and now it's time to ask help from Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down 2,000 angels to fight with them. They had to go out. And they had to take all preparations possible. Everything humanly possible. And then when they fulfill that, then they make tawakkul on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah will give the victory. So Allah wants Musa to do his part. The best he can do is hit the water with his stick. Now Musa on the other side thinks that the stick can close it again. So he's hitting the water with his stick and it's splashing water but it's not moving. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَاتْرُكِ الْبَحْرَ رَهْوَا Leave the sea alone. Allah told Musa, leave the sea alone. Why? Musa, why did Musa want to close the sea? To prevent Fir'aun from coming. He's planning. Musa is planning. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him, Leave the sea alone. Why? Because they are going to drown. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after all of Bani Israel passed, and Musa passed, Fir'aun and his army, they went through the basin. All of them, and when all of the army of Fir'aun, when all of it was on the basin of the sea, all of them, from Fir'aun to the last soldier, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the water to return to its natural state of water again. And it closed on Fir'aun and his army, because water, the state of water changed for a temporary moment. Water is water, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it change for a while. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave it different qualities. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the water to return to its natural state of being water again. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed Fir'aun with one of his soldiers. And that's an interesting soldier. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed Fir'aun with the source of life. Water, which is the source of life, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can use it as a soldier. So it destroyed Fir'aun. And it, is, it says in the tafsir that the body of Fir'aun was spinning up and down in the water in front of the eyes of Bani Israel so that they can see the fate of the enemy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the tyrant Fir'aun. Fir'aun who said, Ana al-A'la. I'm your highest Lord. Wa ma'alimtu lakum min ilahin ghayri. I don't know that you have any other God but me. 
was drowning in front of their eyes. And now, the fulfillment of the dua of Musa. When Fir'aun saw the punishment of Allah, Fir'aun raised up his finger. And he said, آمَنْتُ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا الَّذِي آمَنَتْ بِهِ بَنُوا إِسْرَائِيلِ وَأَنَا مِنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ I believe that there is no God but the God of the children of Israel and I'm a Muslim. He believed in Islam. But he believed when it was too late. Because Rasulullah says, Remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in moments of ease, Allah will remember you in moments of difficulty. Fir'aun did not remember Allah in moments of ease. He had wealth, he did not remember Allah. He had health, he did not remember Allah. He had life, he did not remember Allah. He had power, he did not remember Allah. He had youth, he did not remember Allah. But when now, when he's facing death, when he was seeing the angels of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descending on him, he said, I believe. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, now you want to believe when you have committed corruption before, when you have disbelieved before and you have committed corruption, we will save your body and preserve it today so that you could be a sign for the people after you. Most of the people are unaware of our signs. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, your tawbah is not accepted. When the soul is already coming out and you see the angels in front of your eyes, it's too late. Jibreel alayhi salam came to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and said, if you have just seen me when Fir'aun was drowning and I was stuffing his mouth with mud so that the mercy of Allah would not come on him. Look at how much not only Musa hated Fir'aun, even Jibreel. Jibreel said that he was stuffing dirt in the mouth of Fir'aun. When he saw that he wants to say, La ilaha he started stuffing that dirt in his mouth so that the mercy would not come on this man. You can see that this man was unbelievable. He was a tyrant and for, 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 for Musa to make such a dua against him and to say, oh Allah, don't guide him. And for Jibreel, alayhi salam, the angel who would come with al-wahi from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the anbiya, Jibreel is stuffing the dirt in his mouth so that he cannot speak. That is how bad the tyranny of Fir'aun was. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed Fir'aun. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, today we will preserve your body. Why? So that you can be a sign for the people after you. The body of Fir'aun is being carried from one place to another around the world. Mummified. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has saved that body. And one of the researchers said they made some research on the body of Fir'aun. They found a very high concentration of salt in it. He drowned, he drowned in salt water. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that we preserve the body of Fir'aun. Not to show you the glory of the Fir'aunic civilization. Not for you to put him in a museum and you go and visit to see the magnificent heritage of Fir'aun. Not to go and take pictures of the body of Fir'aun to show how great that civilization was. Fir'aun who was the worst, whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kept his body so that it would be a sign for us. The people are treating his body and his existence the exact opposite way of how it was intended. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala closes this ayah with, وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَ النَّاسِ عَنْ آيَاتِنَا لَغَافِلُونَ but most of the people are unaware of our signs. People in the world today are unaware of the sign of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Fir'aun was left behind to be a reminder for us what will happen to Al-Kathirin. This is the end result. That is what will happen to them. There's something that I want to mention about Musa and Fir'aun. From the people of Fir'aun, very few followed the da'wah of Sayyidina Musa. One of them was Mu'min al-Fir'aun. And his story is mentioned in the Quran and it's a long story. And his story, inshallah, we could talk about it in a separate series about Al-Qasas al-Qur'ani, the stories of Quran. And then there's also Asiya, Murat Fir'aun, who believed. Asiya, the wife of Fir'aun, she believed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the message of Sayyidina Musa. And Asiya is the one who raised up Sayyidina Musa. So for him, she was like a second mother. And Asiya, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talked about her in Quran and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa also mentioned her in a few ahadith. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَضَرَبَ اللَّهُ مَثَلًا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا امْرَأَةَ فِرْعَوْنَ إِذْ قَالَتْ رَبِّ بِنِي لِي عِنْدَكَ بَيْتًا فِي الْجَنَّةِ وَنَجِّنِي مِنْ فِرْعَوْنَ وَعَمَلِهِ وَنَجِّنِي مِنَ الْقَوْمِ الظَّالِمِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the wife of Fir'aun and she made a dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's an interesting dua. She said, Rabbi ibn Ali, عندك بيتاً في الجنة. Oh Allah, build for me a house in Jannah. You might be amazed, why did she specifically ask for a house in Jannah? And why not ask for, why specifically a house? If you would look at her situation that she would live in, then you would understand why she's asking for a house. She was living in the palace of Fir'aun. She's the queen. She has everything a woman seeking dunya would ask for. She has everything that dunya can offer. But the thing that was missing there was Islam and Iman. So she was living in that place like an alien or a stranger who doesn't belong there. She was saying, Oh Allah, Ibn Ali Bayta fil Jannah. Allah built for me a house in Jannah. I'm not gonna live in it now, but one day, inshaAllah ta'ala I'll be able to be there. So prepare it for me. Build it for me. And then she said, when she said, Build for me a house in Jannah, she said and save me from Fir'aun and his deeds. So build for me a house in Jannah and then take me out of this environment. Take me out of this place. She has gold, she has silver, she has the servants. She's the queen over Egypt. But she's saying, oh Allah, take me out of that environment. Take me out, I don't want to be there. And take me away from these oppressive people. And that is why Asiya qualified to be one of the four women whom Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam praised in a hadith. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, رجال كثير. The men who were complete were many. وَلَمْ يَكْمُلْ مِنَ النِّسَاءِ إِلَّا أَرْبَعَ But the women who were complete were only four. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, these four were Maryam ibn Imran and Asiya, Imrat Fir'aun and Khadija and Fatima. And we find that these four women are relating in some way or another to an Anbiya. Two of them raised up Anbiya, and one of them was a wife of a Nabi, and the other one was a daughter of a Nabi. Maryam and Asiya raised up Anbiya. Maryam raised up Isa, and Asiya raised up Musa. And Khadija is a wife of a Nabi, and Fatima bint Muhammad is the daughter of the leader of the Anbiya, Muhammad sallallahu These are the four, only four complete women. So Asiya, 
believed in the message of Sayyidina Musa, so did Mu'min al-Fir'aun, and then the rest, if we would take the tafsir of that that would mean some children from the people of Fir'aun, and there's also Mashitat al-Fir'aun, there's one woman who used to comb for the daughters, but to sum it up, there were only a few who believed. Uh, this is the end, this is the end of the story of Musa and Fir'aun. Now we'll start with a new chapter. And that is the story of Musa and Bani Israel. Sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam tasliman kathira. For further information, please contact Al-Bashir Publications and Translations at 1-877-745-3330 or 303-574-0095. Our fax number is 303-373-0943 or visit our website at www.albashir.com That's www.al-b-a-s-h-e-e-r.com You can also write to our address at 10515 East 40th Avenue, Suite 108, Denver, Colorado, 80239-3264 All rights reserved for Al-Bashir Company for publications and translations. No part of the series may be reproduced in any form without written permission from the publisher. Unlawful reproductions may prevent Muslim businesses from further producing quality programs. Your consideration is greatly appreciated. Jazakumullahu khairan. Please proceed to the next CD.